Matt Warren, Editor-in-Chief at BuffaloRumblings.com and the host of Buffalo Rumblings Q&A on the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. We've got a great show for you today, lots of training camp and preseason football questions about your Buffalo Bills. But first, I wanted to remind you, you can send in your questions for next week's episode. You can send a voicemail at 716-508-0405. You can send an email, buffalorumblings at sbnation.com. You could also record yourself on your little voice memo on your phone and send that in with that email address. Again, buffalorumblings at sbnation.com. Uh, you can tweet us at rumblings Q and A. That's with the word and spelled out in the middle. Facebook and Instagram messages will make their way to me as well. So there are lots of ways to get in touch with the show. Please send in your questions for next week's episode. These shows are so boring when we don't have questions coming in from the audience. Before we get going here, earlier this week on the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network, on the Circling the Wagons podcast, uh, CTW Nate over there and Buffalo Rumblings announced our Pick'em contest benefiting the American Cancer Society. You can win signed items from Thurman Thomas, Zach Moss, Harrison Phillips. There's a whole bunch of other cool prizes in there as well. Um, I'll drop a link to all that stuff in our show notes here um, on Buffalo Rumblings Q&A as well. Um, I'm going to throw in a couple of Hanes uh, Buffalo Rumblings logo face masks uh, for all of you uh, as well as some gifts um, and some prizes for our Pick'em League. Uh, but that information is through the link there. It's going to be a great time. Obviously benefits a great cause with the American Cancer Society. Um, I've donated to them several times. They're a great organization. Um, and I would encourage you all to not only participate in the Pick'em, uh, but uh, but maybe make another donation as well. So you can go check that out through the link in our show notes article. Our first question today comes from Jack Nealon over on Twitter. If he keeps up the performance we saw in Detroit, is Cody Ford now the favorite to start at one of the guard spots and play serious emergency tackle? Well, let's start with the guard part first. Um, I do think he's the favorite to start at the right guard, which would be his third position in three seasons. Uh, of course, he started his career at right tackle, then moved to left guard last year uh, before switching over to right guard this year. So obviously not great for your second round pick to be at his third position in three years. But that's the way that it's looking right now. They have um, solidified John Feliciano and um, at, as the left guard. He didn't even play in that game against the Detroit Lions, as you said before. Now, Ike Bucker has been working in, but at least from the media reports we've been allowed to read, he's been working in at left guard. So I believe that Bucker is going to end up backing up both left guard and right guard spots uh, with Cody Ford being uh, the, the starting right guard. Of course, Friday night, or excuse me, uh, this weekend, this afternoon, on Saturday afternoon against the Chicago Bears, uh, we might see Ike Butker get the start, uh, which would be um, a very interesting uh, development. But I do still think that Cody Ford has the um, inside lane towards that uh, starting right guard job. He was listed as the starting right guard in the team's depth chart that they put out a week ago and then of course got the start 
on Friday night as well. And I, I think he played okay. Um, I, I like him better as a guard than a tackle, and I have since he was drafted. And so I'm kind of glad that they're doing this. Uh, but, you know, again, keeping flip-flopping him from side to side to side to side to side um, and different positions isn't exactly what we want. So, I mean, hopefully he'll stick at this right guard spot. As for the tackle part of your question, yeah, they could always kick him out to right tackle. Um, say Daryl Williams gets injured. I think the Bills' first move would probably be to put Ike Bucker at right guard and kick Cody Ford out to right tackle. Um, that way you have your five best offensive linemen out on the field instead of putting Spencer Brown, who's only really been working on the left side, or um, or Tommy Doyle uh, at that right tackle spot. Um, You'd have your solid five players there. That would be the move that I would make, but only if Daryl Williams was hurt. I wouldn't flop Cody Ford to the left tackle spot um, if if Deion Dawkins couldn't play. That would be Spencer Brown, as far as I'm concerned. So when you say emergency tackle, yeah, emergency right tackle maybe, um, but I wouldn't put him at left tackle. Thanks for your question over at Rumlings Q&A on Twitter. Let's stay on the offensive line for our next question where Johnny Boy asks us, is Bobby Hart still on the roster and why? Well, he is as of today. He survived that first round of cuts where uh, most of the five players that were cut didn't even play an offensive snap on Friday night against the Detroit Lions. So you kind of like could see the writing on the wall. Bobby Hart is a camp body. Um, I, I don't know if any, I mean, I was hoping he could be a backup competition for this roster and then maybe be trade bait at the end of camp. But it doesn't even look like he's going to you know, be able to be swapped for a late seventh round pick like Marshall Newhouse a few years ago. Uh, he was just absolutely not good on Friday night against the Detroit Lions. So um, is Bobby Hurst still on the roster? Yes. Is he going to be on the 53-man roster? No. But I don't think he ever was going to be on that final 53-man roster. I was hoping he could be like, you know, competition and then maybe get you know, flipped for a pick later. And obviously that's not going to happen at this point. So thanks for your question over at Rumlings Q&A on Twitter. Moving to the other side of the ball, Tom Tom asks us, do we need more depth at cornerback? Our, our bench looks questionable at best. Yeah, I've been saying that since before the draft. I thought they would take somebody in the 2021 NFL draft. Um, and as I said, after the draft, I'm no longer going to pick the Bills to draft a high cornerback. But, um, you know, they did draft a lower cornerback and even uh, Rashad Wild Goose just isn't looking the part. Um, we obviously have Tredavis White and Levi Wallace as our starters. Dane Jackson is really the only outside corner I'd feel really comfortable with right now. Um, then there's uh, Taron Johnson, who didn't even suit up on Friday night. That's how important they think he is. And then... Um, Saran Neal is the other um, cornerback. They actually worked him at outside cornerback and the nickel cornerback. He's going to be a backup at all of those positions um, in an emergency situation, but he's really on the team for his special teams abilities. Um, I would love to see them go out and sign a cornerback right now to add to that mix. Um, obviously, Cam Lewis isn't taking the next step or they'd be putting him in more. Uh, you haven't seen Rashad Wild Goose um, really adapting to the NFL game really well. He needs at least another, a year of seasoning, I think, on the practice squad. So with that in mind, the Bills could use 
a depth option or even somebody that might be able to push Levi Wallace. I mean, at this point in the game, it's probably not going to happen, but somebody that could come in and be a viable backup should Wallace or Tredavious White miss any time. You know, I think they feel comfortable with Dane Jackson rotating in. I don't know if you want to, like, be a Dane Jackson away from Saran Neal playing outside cornerback, though. So uh, I don't, you know, they went into the season last year with five cornerbacks on their roster. Could they do it again? Absolutely. Um, They had no problem bringing up Cam Lewis and Dane Jackson from the practice squad last year. But this year, if that's Cam Lewis and Rashad Wildgoose, are you really comfortable bringing them up, you know, over and over again if there's a longer term injury. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if the Bills added someone, whether it's between now and the end of camp or if it's after those final roster cutdowns and they, they find somebody that they like in that heap of players that's all released in the very beginning of September. Thanks for your question over on Twitter. We're going to take a quick break, talk about how the 53-man roster projection has changed since the the start of the game Uh, a little bit of carlos basham here at the end and the log jam on the defensive line don't go anywhere support for this show comes from sylvan learning as a parent you want your child to have every opportunity but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge that takes a team Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right, welcome back. We're going to slap two questions together here to come back from the break. I know, unorthodox. But Brad the Dad asks us, what is your take on the log jam at the defensive line? And how do you feel about Phillips outing on Friday night? Do you think it brought him closer to a 53-man roster spot? We're going to smash that up with Jenny Smith, who asks us, will Boogie Basham make the team? Well, first of all, yes, Boogie Basham's going to make the team. They're not going to cut a second-round pick after you know a couple weeks. So they're going to have him on the team. I think he's going to end up being that A.J. Epinesa player from last year. He's a guy that makes the roster but is inactive on game days for a while as he gets more acclimated to the NFL and learns a little bit more. Uh, Basham, we expected him to be a little bit more pro-ready, be able to do a system of moves, of pass rush moves to get to the quarterback. He just isn't making the leap like we had hoped at this point in time. So yeah, he's going to make the team, but I would assume he's going to be inactive on game day. So back to Brad's question about the log jam at the defensive line and Harrison Phillips. I don't necessarily think Friday night brought Harrison Phillips any closer to making the roster. Uh, He's still a guy that really needs to leapfrog another player to get onto the roster. Um, I had the Bills keeping Star Latulale 
uh, Vernon Butler and Ed Oliver at defensive tackle. And that was really it. They had um, F.A. Obata play a bunch of snaps, double-digit snaps at defensive tackle on Friday night. They had Carlos Basham uh, play multiple snaps at defensive tackle on Friday night. They want that front four to be variable. And, um, you know, Harrison Phillips is really only a one-tech defensive tackle. Um, last year, with Star Latula out, he played 30-something percent of the snaps. With Star Latula back, how many snaps is he really going to be able to see as the backup one-tech defensive tackle? So I think the best case for Harrison Phillips is he makes the roster and then is a game day inactive. Um, but right now, I still see him on the outside looking in. He would have to pass Vernon Butler in my eyes to get on the roster. And we haven't even talked about Justin Zimmer, who only played like a series or two on Friday night, which pretty much cements his status on this roster as a player that is, you know, a really good chance of of making the roster. So that's not even a guy I had on my 53-man projection because the competition on the defensive line is so stacked. And so if he's behind all four of those guys, he's really going to have to pass Vernon Butler at least to make this roster. So I don't think it brought him closer to a 53-man roster spot. He's going to have to keep doing it over these last two games and, of course, every day in practice. The logjam at the defensive line is tough. Um, I, I mean, there's a lot of players that are on that defensive line that are going to be released that are legitimate NFL players. And it's tough because you want to support Harrison Phillips, your former third-round pick. You want to keep a guy like Justin Zimmer, who's a high-motor guy, one of those glue guys that works hard in practice and in the locker room. You want to keep developmental players, but at the same time, like they, how many players can they keep on the defensive line? I had them keeping 10. Three plus seven. Uh, three defensive tackles and seven defensive ends. And, you know... That's a lot. Uh, that's way more defensive ends than I wanted to, but I kept Daryl Johnson as a special teamer only, really. So, I mean, wh- who are you going to remove from that situation to get Harrison Phillips on the roster? And Justin Zimmer, of course, is a little bit more set than I even previously thought. So there's a lot of stuff going on with that defensive line. Thanks for your questions over on Twitter, at Rumleaks Q&A. That was Brad and... Jenny. That question segues a little bit into our next question. Mark asks us, how did the Lions game change your 53-man roster? Uh, Davis Webb question mark. How worried are you for the backup nickel and offensive tackle? I'm not super worried about the offensive tackle because I think Spencer Brown is going to be good. Uh, right now, he just has some growing pains, obviously. it's It would certainly change how the Bills game plan, uh, how the Bills called plays, how the Bills blocking scheme was aligned if, you know, Spencer Brown has to go in for Deion Dawkins for any length of time. But I'm not worried about it the way I'm worried about the depth at cornerback like you were talking about. Um, I'm not really worried about the backup nickel position either right now. Uh, Saran Neal has, you know, proven that he can be like, I don't know, I don't know, replacement level, I guess is the right way to say it, at the backup nickel. I mean, he's, you know, there's going to be holes on your roster no matter where you go. And so if they have to call up Cam Lewis uh, from the practice squad, um, I would assume that he makes it all the way through to the practice squad or Rashad Wild Goose to come up and play uh, cornerback. Like, they'll have options for that. Uh, 
I don't think that Davis Webb or Jake Fromm have made their case for the roster yet. Uh, I, I still think it's going to be a very large uphill climb for one of them to beat out one of those defensive linemen or, you know, an extra cornerback or, or linebacker or something like that. And so I think it's unlikely this Bills team keeps two quarterbacks unless Josh Allen or Mitchell Trubisky are unvaccinated. The team knows that, but we don't. We assume Josh Allen's vaccinated because he's met with the media without a mask on. Uh, but that's an assumption. We don't know that. Same with Mitchell Trubisky. So if both of them are fully vaccinated, I expect the Bills to keep just two quarterbacks. That's what Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean have done since they got here. Um, so just that, wanted to throw that little caveat in there. Um, how did this game change my 53-man roster? It showed me that Justin Zimmer is in a much stronger roster position than I anticipated. Um, he was only in there for the first couple of series, and then he was pulled out. Um, now, maybe it's just because they know what they have in him, and they wanted to see <coughs> kind of what they had in their younger players. But um, it just doesn't seem that way. Zimmer hasn't been around that long for them to be like, yeah, we're totally comfortable with him. Um, and like... We're going to cut him, but we don't need to see him. Like, yeah, It just doesn't make sense based on what they were doing at other positions. So Justin Zimmer is you know, way more firmly on the roster than I anticipated, which means somebody else is going to have to necessarily fall off the roster. And it's probably Daryl Johnson uh, based on my 53-man projection that I put out at the end of last week before the Lions game. There aren't really a whole lot of other changes. I mean, at linebacker, I already had uh, Terrell Dodson and Andre Smith um, making the team, and then Smith had that great play that was overturned by the uh, FA Obata roughing the passer call. Um, I only had five cornerbacks making the roster, um, four safeties. Actually, the safety position, now that you mention it, is a good place to start. Um, I had DeMar Hamlin making the roster as the fourth safety, but um, Josh Thomas has been making, stating his case uh, throughout camp after spending a year in the system. So um, just based on like what I saw Friday and what I've heard from other folks, I think that's a really, really tight race between Josh Thomas and DeMar Hamlin. I'm still going to favor Hamlin for right now based on the fact that he's a draft pick um, and um, Thomas wasn't, and he could probably end up back on the practice squad fairly easily. The Bills just haven't cut their draft picks very much. And so if it's close between Hamlin and Thomas, I'll expect them to keep Hamlin. So that didn't change it, but it made me at least like, you know, pause. It made me think about it. So really the only change I'm making to my 53-man roster projection from before to after the, um, the preseason opener is putting Justin Zimmer on and taking Daryl Johnson off. If you want to take a look, the other place that you might start looking is like a guy like Reggie Gilliam. If you're really looking to find a roster spot, um, you know, do they need a fullback? Do they need an H-back? You know, are other people capable of playing that role? Um, but I think especially with the injury to Tommy Sweeney and his foot being in a brace, um, you know, I, I would probably end up keeping Reggie Gilliam uh, for now. So uh, great, great, great question. Uh, thanks for sending it in. That's going to do it for this week's episode of Buffalo Rumblings Q&A. Before we go, I want to make sure you go over to buffalorumblings.com and click on that training camp tab or the training camp uh, stream at the very top of the page. So it's all of our training camp coverage, all of the training camp um, 
position battles that we've talked about both here and outside of the podcast. Um, Daily tracking of practices, um, injuries, all the stuff that goes into trying to figure out who's going to make the 53-man roster, who's going to be the starter at multiple positions. Make sure you go check it out. Also, send in your questions for next week's episode. 716-508-0405 is our voicemail line. You can tweet us at rumlingsqna. You can send us emails, buffalorumlings at sbnation.com. Facebook and Instagram messages will make their way to me as well. The Bills take on the Bears this weekend. Uh, The Bears are going to be playing some of their starters, so maybe uh, Sean McDermott and the Bills will uh, pull out a couple starters and uh, put them in that didn't get a chance to play in that preseason opener. Everybody stay healthy on the field. Everybody stay healthy off the field. And go Bills.